Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Okay, here's the situation. Our daughter Mia is leaving for her first sleepover. We have friends coming to stay, and we just got a puppy. So I go on Instacart and solve everything in one order from Kohl's. Fun PJs for Mia. Oh, new bedding for the guest room. And a vacuum cleaner that actually picks up pet hair. All delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. With Kohl's on Instacart, there's no such we can't fix. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum order. Additional terms apply. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Thank you very much too. We have 16 days to go for the World Cup. Now we know the budget. Um, what's your take on this? 055-11-11-997. Ghana Connect starts right now. <laughs> To restore and sustain debt sustainability, we plan to reduce our total public debt to GDP ratio to some 55% in present value terms by 2028. With the servicing of our external debt pegged at not more than 18% of our annual revenue also by 2028. We're committed to improving the revenue collection effort from the current tax revenue to GDP ratio of 13% to between 18 and 20%. So, this week, the president addressed the nation. Tonight on Ghana Connect, we are connecting young entrepreneurs and businesses just starting up and trying to find their feet to get their ultimate reaction to what they had from the president. But mostly get a sense of how they are coping young businesses trying to survive in this economy how are they coping you're going to be hearing from some fantastic minds young minds um employing people in the difficult economic time and how they are surviving you don't want to miss this here on ghana connect the Ghanaian young business brain is connecting on ghana connect tonight to discuss Extra hundred dollars in your pocket? 
Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. We collect after the break. Under the distinguished leadership of our war mafia and president of the Anglo Traditional Council, Togwis III, the chiefs and people of Anglo are celebrating Hobachocho with the theme. The 60 years of Anglo Hobachochos are uniting for development, sustaining our unique cultural commonwealth of future generations. Hobachocho 2022, calling all indigents of Anglo families and friends to come celebrate a unique history and captivating culture from 29th September to 6th November 2022. Activities lined up include Friday, 4th November 2022, 9 a.m. Sitting in state of our Mafia chiefs at Botadwell and Queens of Anglo State at Angloga. Saturday, 5th November 2022, 9 a.m. Grand Daba at Hobel Park. Special guest Asibre Ikuyamwajapon II, Kwau Hine and President of the Kwau Traditional Council. Distinguished guest of honor, Lea Santa Hine Saitutu II. Guest of honor, His Excellency Nanado Dankwa Kufuado, President of the Republic of Ghana. See press, posters and social media for a full list of activities. <laughs> The other day, I visited Kweku at his funky new office to congratulate him on opening his business. And man, was I impressed. The business is just moving quick. The sales, customers, everything is just working seamlessly. The secret? Hmm. He said, it's MTN Business Broadband. In this fast-paced environment, we need fast and reliable internet to support all business types. No laggy online meetings, great download and upload speeds, impeccable business management systems, all inclusive. I mean, you can have it all. I signed on immediately. <laughs> to enable your business stay ahead and stay connected, make sure you're signed on to the best internet made just for businesses. MTN Business Broadband. Sign up today on broadband.mtn.com.gh and manage your account on my MTN app. Call 0244-308-111 for more information. MTN. Son, we are so proud of you for setting up this hospital. I really love those hospital beds and waiting chairs. By the way, did you import them? No, Dad, I didn't. I actually got them from Kindle Books and Stationery right here in Ghana. Wow. We also bought our office supplies, safes, executive desks, and chairs from Kingdom, and they gave us expert advice on how to set up our office. Guys, that makes three of us. I also got our sofa and bedroom sets, plus our dining hall furniture for our new home from Kingdom. Wow, Mom, that makes four of us. I usually get my stationery items from Kingdom. And my teacher also mentioned that our classroom furniture was provided by Kingdom. So there you have it. Whenever you're thinking about setting up an office or acquiring furniture for your home, etc., Kingdom Books and Stationery should be your first point of call. With over 40 years' experience in the industry, we stock and supply a wide variety of globally sourced office and home furniture, stationery, and equipment. Visit our head office, Osu Akwaje, or our office near the Osu Stadium. We're also in Tema Committee 1, opposite Olam SHF, Kumase KNUSD Campus, UCC. Cape Coast and now at the Marina Mall Airport City or call us 0302 764109 
At Alliance Life Ghana, we have a wide range of life insurance packages to suit all pockets from individuals, groups, associations, and businesses. We cover your employees, your funerals, pensions, children's education, and your future. Call us on 0302-267-892 or visit our website www.alliance-gh.com for more inquiries. Alliance Life. We secure your future. When everything works in your car, it all sounds so smooth. But when you replace them with inferior parts, it doesn't quite sound the same. Get original Peugeot and Citroen parts and expert servicing from Silver Star Auto, the official distributor for Citroen and Peugeot in Ghana. Visit silverstar.com.gh or follow us on social media for more details. You're live on Joy 99.7 FM. This is Ghana Connect. My name is Evans Mensah. And this entire week, we've been discussing the President's Address to the Nation, uh, attempting to put forward a, a series of measures, that a raft of measures, really, that will deal with the current economic crisis. Uh, what we haven't heard much of, uh, it's a part of that economy uh, that is actually trying to still go and do business and work so people can still get employment, make some income, pay taxes, and get this economy running. I'm not talking about the big businesses. I'm talking about young people. Young people who, of course, have been told that entrepreneurship is a big deal and that you should not only finish school and apply to you know white-collar jobs and, and get, an, get a nice office chair and sit in an air condition and just take your salary and then in a month, but go out there and build a business and employ people yourself. A few young people have taken this on pretty seriously, and they are beginning now to thrive, and then they've been battered by the current economic wave. How are they surviving in this economic circumstance? I am very curious. And so we, we brought them together tonight and we're going to be having a conversation with them, tapping into um, the real economy. This, These are the young people who have put everything on the line uh, so this economy can survive. They really represent the future economy of this country. Um, I mean, they're trying to build now. Uh, and if you support them, they can actually make sure that we get out of this economic crisis. We're going to be hearing uh, from a few of them who are going to connect with us tonight. And they'll be giving me their thoughts on what they heard from the president. I bet many of them have been, uh, you know, struggling in this economy. And, and they were looking forward to hearing from the president to see if it will, he will give them any confidence and they give them a sense that there is some light at the end of the tunnel. Did they get that? And how are they coping? We'll get their thoughts pretty shortly. Uh, just before we do that, what did the president really say then in terms of what he intends to do about the current economic crisis? Just a bit of that. I'm sure you've heard a lot of this already, but just lay the foundation for the conversation. To restore and sustain debt sustainability, we plan to reduce our total public debt to GDP ratio to some 55% in present value terms by 2028. With the servicing of our external debt pegged at not more than 18% of our annual revenue also by 2028. We're committed to improving the revenue collection effort from the current tax revenue to GDP ratio of 13% to between 18 and 20% to be competitive with our peers in the West African region. The Ghana Revenue Authority is rolling out an extensive set of measures to support the enhanced revenue mobilization. All of us must do our patriotic duty and support the GRA in this exercise. We're aiming to restore and sustain macroeconomic stability within the next three to six years with a focus on ensuring debt sustainability 
to promote durable and inclusive growth while protecting the poor. We've decided to review the reforms in the energy sector, the capping of statutory funds, implementation of the Exemptions Act, and a new property rate regime. We've also decided to continue with the policy of 30% cut in the salaries of political office holders, including the president, the vice president, ministers, deputy ministers, MMDCs, and SOE appointees in 2023, just as we will continue with the 30% cut in discretionary expenditures of ministries, departments, and agencies. So that was the president there uh, laying out a few of the things he wants to do uh, and some of them already is doing. Um, you've had the reactions this week from across the board, but I, we haven't heard from that, uh, you know, section of the economy. Often their voices are pretty muted because they are startups, businesses just about to take off. And, and it's, it's a struggle already, the mere definition of you starting up small um, can you imagine what this means to them? This current economic crisis is doing to them, even before they manage to take off fully, spread their wings and fly. That's why I want to hear them. I want to hear their voices in, in, on Ghana Connect tonight. And many, many of them, I'm delighted to say, are uh, connecting tonight uh, with us. Harrison Mati uh, is, uh, runs a business 1115 uh, restaurant. Hello, Harrison. Hi, Evans. It, it, Good evening. Great to have you, uh, Harrison. Uh, Vanessa yeah. Okoboy is a, also runs a business, Swoosh Delivery. I got it right, Vanessa. Yes, you did. Swoosh Delivery. Swoosh Delivery. Great. Barnabas Mensa uh, runs a business. He calls it New Best Transport Services. Hello, Barnabas. Hello, Barnabas. Please unmute Banabas if you're on and say hello to me. Uh, Emmanuel Achio runs... Uh, hi, Evans. I heard you rightly. Thank you. Fantastic, Banabas. Uh, Emmanuel Achio runs a business. He calls it The Bar Cocktails. <laughs> hello, Emmanuel. Yeah, hello. Great. Uh, Ebenezer Yeboah also runs a business. Uh, Haube Multimedia, Photography and Videography. Hello, Ebenezer. <laughs> Hello, Beneza. Please unmute. All of you, please unmute if you're on Zoom. Let's let's have a conversation. I wanted to be very interactive, so I'm going to restrict myself Hello? from asking. Yes, uh, Beneza. Uh, thanks for connecting. I'm going to restrict myself from asking too many questions. I just want you to interact among yourselves. Um, and get and let. I just want to interact in interaction among yourselves. I want to understand, um, you know, how you're coping, what you do, how you're surviving, how many people you employ. We'll, we'll come to all that. Just just interact as freely as possible. Also, connecting in the studio is. Worship Joshua Frimpon is the co-founder of Adani Chemist Limited. Uh, he's also the CEO of uh, We Are Free Accounting Agro Company Limited, and he joins in the studio. Uh, hello, Worship. Hi, Great to have you, Worship. I, I like the fact that we have an agro person in the studio because you know you feed us all, and we know food prices have gone up and ex- 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 exorbitantly. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm curious to hear your thoughts. We'll also, be joined by Regidout. Uh, he, he works with and, and founded Regis Juice Bar. Um, so great minds, young people doing great things. I'm always excited to have them uh, join us for a conversation. So for, for 30 seconds each, uh, gentleman and lady, just tell us what you do, what your businesses do. Harrison, let me start. 30 seconds. What do you do? 1115 restaurant. What do you do? All right, everyone. Thank you. Uh, we sell food. We sell food. We run street food uh, services. We also have a dining restaurant. We have a branch in Lakeside Estates Community, one business center, one around Adenta, and another one in Abokobi coming up soon. And basically, we supply offices, we individuals, events, outdoor, if you want to use a space for parties. And once you need food for any any kind of events, we are we are the restaurant to call on. So that's we we are into food food production. Okay, great, Harrison. Vanessa, swoosh delivery. What do you do? So basically, I provide delivery services. I actually own two businesses. Um, one is a skincare 
um, called Alexia, which I started when I was in University of Ghana. And then when I was done, I started with Swoosh. So basically, we just um, do the deliveries for you. At first, I wanted to do an 18 cities flat treat, but that would be another topic for another time because it was it was beating me blue black. The football prices were killing me, so I wasn't able to do the 18 cities flat rate. But now I, I also try to make sure that in as much as four prices are high. No, but don't, don't, don't worry about Vanessa. We'll come to the details of the four price. I just wanted to understand what the swoosh delivery right. does. Okay, so, so basically we just do delivery services door to door. We do personal errands. We do office errands. We do, if you have some medicines you want us to get it for, you can go get it. We'll go and buy it and we'll bring it to you. If you're thinking somebody may be a scammer, so you don't want to pay outright, we can get there. We make the payments so we take the item, bring it to you and then take our money. So that's what swoosh delivery does. Mm, also, you can pay on behalf of people and then you go and take the money. Okay, so you, you bear the risk of... Okay, okay, I get it. That's very interesting. Yeah. That's a very number two um, addition to the delivery service. I didn't know that existed. Great, Vanessa. A swoosh delivery. Banabas Mensa, new best transport services. Goodness me, Banabas. I can't wait to hear your thoughts on this because you're really in the heart of bearing the brand there. But but what, what, that, what do you do? Right, thank you. Good evening again. So, new best transport services. Uh, we have buses, we have vans, and saloon cars for rent. Yes, and we do rent them to so many companies. Okay, uh, great. Uh, Imano, we have mm-hmm. we have done to a lot of renowned companies in here in the country, and we also we also do plan and execute excursions and tours for foreigners and uh, people within the country as well. So that's a that's a whole chain of services, transport services that you that you offer. Uh, Imano, um the bar yeah, cocktails. Yeah. yeah. So I'm a mixologist and we offer um cocktail services to people who book us for events. So we mostly purchase our goods from um, the market and stores, anywhere where we can get our food, we just go and purchase and then we go to the book event and we just render our services. So, so in other words, I can invite you in if I have a, an event and you come and do the cocktails for my for the people. Oh, by. Okay, so of that's course, of course. okay. Great, Manuel. Thank you very much, Manuel. There, there's something uh, with the with the mouthpiece you're using. It's uh, mouth it's muffling your voice a bit. So let's see if we can correct it while, while, when I come back to you. Ebenezer, Ebenezer Yibwa with the Halby Multimedia Photography and Videography. Ebenezer, um, what do you do? Thank you very much, and a very good evening to our listeners. Um, we are into photography and videography. So what we do is that um, we do video shoots, music video, photography. So you have your birthdays, your weddings, your engagement. Yeah, we, you just invite us. We come over and render that kind of services to you. Worship, you are, you are with me in the studio. You, you run two businesses. <laughs> so walk us through what you do. Well, Evans, thank you. Um, so Adani Chemist um, basically is a community pharmaceutical company that is interested in providing quality health care to our patients. We are focused on building an integrated health system that helps to support, you know, um, hospitals, community hospitals and clinics and, you know, reduces the overwhelming pressure on them. We our services extend to about um, eight patients in eight communities, nearby communities around us. And then Rafia Kent, an agro company. So this limited. is a mobile chemist, or this is a like a physical. This is a physical one. Okay, so you can go in. Okay. Yes, we're located at Amasamai. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and Rafia Kent, an agro company, is an agricultural company that deals in the sale and production of maize uh, aggregation as well. Yeah, we're also located in Agogo. Yeah. Okay, maize. So, so all across the country, or this we're located in Agogo. In Agogo, specifically. Oh, okay, yeah. great. Okay, look, gentlemen and ladies, thanks for now. I know what you do, but let's, let me start with you. First, tell me. How are you coping? Um, in in how, well, first, first, let me understand in, for swoosh uh, delivery. We, we, your cosmetic arm you started when you were in university. Uh, the swoosh delivery. How long has it been in existence? So I started um, almost four months ago. Okay, so pretty young. Okay, so pretty you, young. You, so you started when the economic crisis was already pretty. Exactly. Pretty exactly. <laughs> So, exactly. So tell me, tell me. I mean, what inspired this? Like, and and what, do you appreciate the timing of of this all four months ago when everything was beginning to fall apart? How are you coping? I don't appreciate the timing. I think it was a very bad timing 
but I didn't have a choice, okay, because I was done with school and I and I, I was doing national service and then I wanted to do another job, which I could easily fall on when I'm done with national service because it's not easy to actually secure a job presently. So um, I started to do a delivery service. I started with two bikes and after two weeks, I started to buy one more bike. So I have three bikes now and I have three riders who work for me. Now, I at first I used to just buy maybe one twenty and it will fill my tank. My my bikes are two boxes and one howju. So one twenty each and all of them it will be filled. Right now, when I even buy one seventy, the tank is not full. And I can do like two or three delivery um I can fill my tank like maybe two or three times in a week. Two or three times in a week. And Right now, you, I wanted to do 18 CDs. That was well, that was the plan. I wanted to do 18 CDs flat rate. So basically, I can't pick up the packages and then I distribute it to my workers. And then maybe the following day, we deliver it to the customers or the clients. People could call me. And I, I realized people were taking advantage because they could deliberately call me and say, okay, pick up from um, Tema Community 25 and take it to... Amasamai for me. <laughs> and take it to Amasamai for me. And I was charging 18 CDs, right? And somebody took comments, maybe come and pick up from Pokwasi and take it to my community 25 or Michelle Camp. If you really know Ghana, you realize that these these places are really far. And on the regular, people will be charging maybe 100 CDs or 120 for that kind of a distance. But I said I was going to do 18 CDs. After just six days, I basically had to just stop because because I was I wasn't making even I um I had workers to pay and basically I wasn't making anything. At the end of the first month, I made four hundred CDs after paying my workers. Four hundred CDs, <laughs> and I was wondering like what to do. So that was how come I decided that. Uh, how, 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 much, how much? So was that profit? That was the profit I made. Okay. Wow. Four hundred CDs, and you know, usually according to what my research is supposed to make like two thousand, two thousand five <laughs> in a month, and I made four hundred CDs. Like, do you understand where I'm coming from? I, I do. So I became yeah. So I became very frustrated, and at a point. You you go and buy four today. They say it's ten cities. Tomorrow they say it's twelve. The next day they say it's fourteen. The next day they say it's seventeen. It became it, it became very hectic. So people call you and you say they say okay, I want you to do a delivery from let's say airport to Tema, and then you say okay, please I'll charge you forty cities. That's, that's even the cheapest you, the person will get. The person will go like hey forty cities, and I'm like on a regular I'm supposed to charge you like eighty or seventy, but because I'm a startup. I can't be charging you like how everybody else is charging you. And this is like a registered business. It's a company. It's not like Okada or something like that. And then they'll say, okay, I'll call you back. They'll go and call all other people. And then they realize that yours is the cheapest. And then they'll call you and say, go, go get it for me. Mm-hmm. Very, very, understand? very interesting story. And the, 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 your, 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 your three, are they motorbikes? Yeah, they're all motorbikes. They're all motorbikes. So you employ so, what, so, three people? Yeah, three three gentlemen. And another thing too is that the gentlemen I employed, uh, most of them don't have um, what you call it. They don't have um, license, so I have to find a way to get them license and then try to deduct it from their salaries at the end of the month. That's interesting. I so, to their lives also. Yes, and so that one is it's like it's like a very dicey situation because if they start to misbehave. You can't really withhold the license because every day they need it in their pockets for in case of police. And these police, right, um, police people will be stopping them left, right, center. They'll stop you insurance. They'll stop you roadworthy. They'll stop you a license. Mm-hmm. And when they realize everything is on track, so they'll say, oh, my MBB kids ready. That, 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 that's that's a problem there. This is a non-economic issue, but it's a, an issue nonetheless for for a business to to manage. Let, let, exactly. let me bring let me bring in Barnabas, who also is in that same area of transportation. Uh, Barnabas, do you identify with anything Vanessa said there? Please unmute for me, Barnabas, because I can. Yes, hear. I do. 
Yes, I do. I do. I do. I mean, let me firstly extend my regards to um, Adansi, CEO in the studio also there, worship. And yes, I really do. Adani. Okay, okay, yes. Worship. Yes, I do. I do relate to a lot of what uh, Vanessa is sharing. You know, um, fortunately for her, she is running with motorbikes, so uh, um, she she may be... You know, at our end, we have buses, we have saloon cars, we have we have vans as well. So we are paying, we are buying petrol, we are buying, we are buying super, we are buying diesel almost every time. And with the unseason, you know, rise in the fuel prices, it makes it makes operation very very difficult because today a passenger or maybe a client calls to make a booking that I would want a big bus maybe for I would want a big bus for an event next week Saturday before next week Saturday within in the, in the middle of the week there is already a hike in in full price and you have no option than to increase the fare and then if you do that also, because the client or the passenger have already made the booking, you don't know whether to transfer the new fare, the, 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 yes, the new fare onto the already booked or already agreed fee. Or you should swallow it. If you swallow it, you do it at your own peril. If you transfer it to the client's cost or fee also, he or she is now, you know, um, he, he, he or she wouldn't book anymore. You get it. So, I mean, the fuel prices, the increment in the fuel prices uh, has really affected our business. Are you, business are, you still making, are you still making profits, though? For profit, we do. For profit, we do. Is it, is it, comp- what, how do you compare what you're making now compared to what you were making, say, a year ago? Say again, please. How do you compare what you're making say now? It. How do you compare what you're making now to say what you're making a year ago? Okay, well, you see, maybe because a year ago we had not expanded to this stage, we hadn't gotten to this stage, so maybe we're making lesser than we are now. Okay, but um, compa- comparably, I think it, 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 there is no big difference. Given that we have expanded this time around, we should have been seeing uh, an enormous increment in our, in our profits, but it is not as it is expected. Uh-huh, because of these issues that we have raised yeah, here. I mean, w- worship you in the studio with me. Let, let me let's, let's come to you. So you've heard the challenges that Vanessa and, 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 and Barnabas talk about. I mean, you, you are in a different area of, you know, doing you know, the, the chemists and also in the agricultural sector. Well, what's your story? Well, how are you coping in the times? Well, so thank you, Evans. Thank you to our cherished listeners. I, I must say that I am running... Uh, very two essential businesses in Ghana's economic architecture. Um, pharmacies are particularly concerned with the health of people and agriculture is actually putting food on the tables of people. The economy has been very, very difficult for us. I've even had to halt the completion of the second f- branch of the pharmacy that we we were um, constructing this year. We're almost you know, through to but the impact has been very huge. So we've had well, to... What's the impact exactly? I want to understand that. And so, for example, for example, I I went to buy some floor tiles for the branch, you know, the room. And then the total estimates that, I mean, the number that I was, I was told that it would reach for them to use for the tiles, it did not, you know, meet that target. So the tiler just asked that I should go get a few more. I got the previous one. It was, I mean, the day before there, I was given the new information. And I went there and then it had increased exponentially. I was surprised. I, I thought it was maybe a lie or magic or something because I didn't understand why I should buy something. So, so you went there with the, with the money you prepared to buy at the price that you were told. And then it was something else. Mm-hmm. So I, that was when I started learning that now you don't need to even ask how much it is to an individual. You have to go to the market and then you need to take twice of pr- probably what you, you, you intended mm-hmm. to buy and then you can be able to get it. Because if you ask, by the time you get there, something has happened and then mm-hmm. the price has changed. And a chemist business? Yes. How is that? How is that it's, it's been very, you know, particularly for Ghana, we 
a lot of patients prioritize these uh, chemical shops and community pharmacies more than going to the hospitals. The, the community clinics and the hospitals are often overwhelmed. You get there and then you're not even getting the best of services. So they would rather go to the community pharmacy, say, I have a headache, I want this, and they get it. And initially it used to be very productive for them and effective because in Ghana like this, um, drugs are regulated, the prices are regulated and optimized for the interest of public health. But things have changed ever since, you know, the inflation increased and then there's been devaluation of our currency. Last week or two weeks ago, the Pharmacy Council asked all pharmacies in hospitals not to accept NHIS again. It has to be regulated on a cash and carry basis. It means you. Oh, really? Yes. If you come there and then you don't have money, it means you're not going to benefit. So, meanwhile, for your chemist now, um, you're not accepting NHIS? So, we are not accepting anything that is, you know, on the free mode. Because. But what about NHIS? No. Oh. And you see, so this 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 is how we used to even stock the pharmacy in the first place. The business is a bit more, you know, convenient that you can go to the wholesalers. We are retail, so you can go to the wholesalers. You can take certain drugs and you know with a certain amount. That okay, I'm buying drugs. Let's say fifty thousand. I need an additional ten thousand. And I'll pay. They'll give you a limit, like you can pay in a month's time, and it helps the business because you would always come back to them and not. But now they're not even able to give you know, all those credits-based transactions anymore. So you're also doing cash and carry now? Yes. When so you're means, buying your bonds? Yes, you have, to go, okay. if you have to go with money to buy it and then you have to come back with it. If you don't have money, you're not getting it. And they also complain because they often they also say that, oh, they used to acquire certain credit facilities to be able to bring bulk of the, you know, the drugs to their warehouses to be able to bring to the wholesales to sell. Now they are not having access to all those things and they are not really able to get enough of the drugs. Prices on imported goods have increased and all that. So they cannot, you know, do their credit based I mean, transactions. And I'm imagining you started by telling us how yours is a community based service, yeah. right? And yeah. so a lot of people, I guess, who come to your shop yeah. will come to your shop with NHIS cards because it's community based, you know, they come, right? Is that, is that, am I, am I right? So the, it's only the pharmacies that are resident in the hospitals okay. that take NHIS. Okay. So the directive goes directly to them. Okay. But normally for we in the communities, we that run the community pharmacies, when they are giving, the patients are giving prescri- doctors prescription, those drugs, the prescriptive drugs, when they come with it and realize, you know, the prescriptions are very, they are significant to the person's health at the time. Mm. So you can't say you don't have money, so go. Mm. So we had, you know, a certain, you know, um, in intervention models that we used to run. We can say, okay, pay 80% and then settle the 20% later, pay 70, settle the 30 later. Normally for... So people are buying medicines on credit now? People used to. Okay. But now you can't come and access oh, okay. 70 and then pay 30 later. So now that, that facility is no longer there. So the, we, we are, we're not operating on that credit-based transactions anymore. It is impossible. Because we also, you know, I reviewed our account system before I came. And for the past three months, I've, I've noticed a decline in sales. Mm. Once there's a decline in sales, it leads to declining profit. Mm. And then we, it means we can't take more drugs. Mm. And, and doctor's prescriptions, you know, prescriptive drugs are very expensive. So you can even have a 50,000, you go to the market, and you may return with only two boxes of drugs. Because you can find a blood tonic as this, and then it's 1,000 cities. As you mean, you're supposed to take, let's say, 15 of that, of 1,000. How much is left out of that 15,000 to get the other one? Well, that's, that's interesting. I mean, so uh, I'll come to the question about all of you employ people. Yeah. I mean... Profits have gone up, yeah. gone down. Vanessa talks about how she's making, mm. she made 400 CD profit. Mm. Um, you know, Barnabas has talked about, you know, how if you compare last year to this year, they should be making far more, but they are not making. I wonder how that is affecting, you know, how you are able to pay your staff in an economy like this. So come to that. But let me bring in the two gentlemen who run, who operate in the space of, uh, uh, you know, food, etc. I mean, because you can't do without food, right? Harrison. Um, eleven fifteen restaurant. Um, yeah. you know, people must eat to survive. Am I right to suggest to, to suggest that uh, you will survive nonetheless, and you're doing pretty well because you know, I mean, we all must eat. You know, I mean, no matter how bad the economy is, I can't I can't afford to go without food. So, are you doing okay? 
Evans, you know, if if you 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 go to the top bar and you buy fufu ten cities, I mean, you used to buy seven cities. Now you go, I'm sure seven cities wouldn't even feed you, wouldn't be enough for you. We are right now. My gobe, my gobe, I have reduced the gobe size that I do. So. <laughs> With us who run restaurants, you you have a menu. You can't constantly keep changing prices. So once the price of items that you use in your production go up, it's somehow difficult to just say, okay, I'm also changing my menu prices right uh, or upfront. So, for example, last two weeks, we changed prices. We informed customers for two weeks that we're going to increase our prices by 10 CDs, which we did. Just three days after we had increased prices by 10 CDs, uh, the price of chicken went up from 230 CDs to 310 CDs. That's just a box of chicken. Oil, you can't. Gas, we can't even find gas to buy. LPG. So, yesterday, we had to comb, spend fuel, Spend a month, spend money to fill our, our, our vehicle in search of, of, of LPG gas. To talk of, I also have delivery service that I run. I have motorbikes that we do delivery. I mean, as you, you don't know where to start from. So the effect on us who sell food is, I, I think it's far, it's far greater than, uh, I mean, other, 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 other sectors or other, other industries because for us, you need to go and buy from the, from the market. And everything tell me tell me that story about because we hear food prices have gone up a lot i mean um and because you're buying to to cook now what's the story there how how, what 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 are you noticing when you go to buy are are you sourcing all your food products locally or something's imported and how are you dealing with the pricing issues on on the market so we buy from the Medina markets close to us so everything we buy we get from Medina markets some we get from farm gates when they are when they are available and uh, if you go in, the only thing that hasn't changed so much is the vegetables when they are in season. But everything else is imported. Some even produced in Ghana. So for oil, fried oil now is around thousand and ten CDs. How, how much do you used to buy? How much do you used to buy that? <laughs> when I started running the restaurant, we buy fried oil around one hundred and eighty CDs back in two thousand and nineteen. Twenty nineteen, when we first opened in January twenty nineteen, oil was around two nineteen. It moved to two seventy, and now we are buying it at a thousand. And 10 cities a box of chicken 310 cities and you the profit our profit margins are, are, are all eroded and it's hard to even pay salaries as as, as if we got paying salaries so uh, we feel the impact we don't know when things are going to change and you also can't start can't stop operation because you've paid rent in advance even if you're not you're, you're not running you will still run run some costs or run at a lot so as, as i mean it's, it's hard and I'm looking forward to hearing all my other colleagues. I mean, are doing to to deal with this. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, and, and I, I'll come to that pretty shortly. Uh, but let me bring in Imano. Imano, you are in the cocktail business. I mean, you show up at you know people's parties where people are having fun, and you do their cocktails for them, and all. I mean, am I right to say that? I mean, people will say, "Well, cocktail, I can do without," especially when the economy is battering me hard. Is that? A pinch of beginning to feel now in the midst of the economic crisis, Imano. Well, yeah, yeah, actually, that has been the case. Um, previous previous month ago, um, I was getting a lot of, uh, you know, contract bookings. Okay, but I guess to a certain point where they book and then they withdraw. Okay, because I tried to tell them that there has been a little bit of an adjustment over there, so just need to try and cover that space up. So that's very challenging. So. Let me say a few a few weeks. Yeah. So with the increase of goods and services, something every day. You go here this very day, it's a different cost. You go the next day, another cost. The same um, statement worship was making. You go there one day, it's a different cost. You move there, it's another cost again. You move to a different shop, it's a different story altogether. So I deal with um, alcoholic and non alcoholic. And I quite remember the last time, you know, when I began the business, um, uh, uh, a bottle of non uh, of alcoholic drink that was around 60 Ghana cities, at least 60 Ghana cities. Right now, it's around 120. 120 Ghana cities. That's the least for a bottle of um, alcoholic drink, say, like a vodka or something. That's the least amount that you get. And um, fruit juice is around 25 plus to 30, about, depending on the brand, be it series or John Simon. 
and you can even imagine right now, Calico is, um, I'm hearing a six cities, 20 pesos or 7 cities or something. It's just so disheartening. So it, it has been challenging. Have you, have you had, have you had to increase, there. sorry, have you had to increase the, your prices to cope? A bit, a bit, a bit. Because I also have to deal with transportation where I move from one place to the other to purchase um, these goods from the market and the, the, the stores, depending on the, on the load. I would, it, it depends whether I would, I would have to take a private vehicle or a public uh, uh, vehicle. So depending on what I'm going to buy at the market or at the store, and then the load will determine the kind of transport I take. And looking at the uh, fuel prices too, it's, it's something else. So I've made a few adjustments. I'm just hmm. let, let, let's, let's get into that. I want to now hear all of you, what adjustments are you making? Are you laying of workers are you reducing your you know what is it that you've done um Emmanuel, to to cope um well um I, I came up with this alternative that was um a few weeks ago where i would have to buy all my goods in mock and just store them at home okay so that because i i, I have the perception that it will increase at a certain point in time mm. so why not just get it in bulk put them at home so that when you get an order somewhere, at least you can just fetch this and that and that and that, and then you move. But the only problem I have right now is the, the fuel, where I would have to transport all my, uh, you know, my equipment. For example, the cocktails, stand, the table, the, um, the decorations, all those kind of things, my cocktail sets and all those kind of things, and then my employees as well, all in one vehicle, where we move. Okay, so, so for all two, it's another thing, but we are still managing. And I think. Oh, no, right. I mean, Washington, let me come to you. So, how are you? What what specific steps are you taking now to cope um, with with? Uh, have you made any adjustments? Especially if you also look at your um, your agro, uh, you know, company that you also run. What what specific adjustments are you making as a young business? So, particularly with the agro company now. What we're looking at um, doing is to find a way to stabilize the prices of the products that we are ready to bring to the market. So um, for the impacts that we have, you know, um, experienced currently have had to do with the processes of production. And so we are now anticipating how the sales are going to look like because these, these moments and these seasons are still planting seasons for maize. And so we've had to bear a lot of... Um, Cost increased cost on pesticides, insecticides. So you have a farm? Yes. Okay. So run on a fifty-acre maize farm at Agogo, and there's been a lot of pressure today. You get a call from the farm manager. He says that when I went to get insecticides, the prices have inflated again. So what do we do? Like, okay, we have to reduce the number of boxes we're supposed to buy. You know what that leads to? What it means is that we'll not be able to invest much into the production to ensure that what we are producing becomes very good for the market. So you might probably have less harvest than you. Exactly. And the quality may, be, may not be as what may not be as standard as you're expecting it to be. And then it would lead to people having health issues from foods and all that. And so for the farm, we're still, you know, trying to prepare and then think around what we're going to do. Because I think three weeks ago, a bag of maize was 300. And then two days ago, it was 420. Huh? Yes. Say that again. Th- Three weeks ago, it was 300 cities, and then two days ago, it was 420. I don't know what it would be today. 120 cities in in, In increment. So I don't know what the price is really going to be in December. And that's when people would want to buy December, January. And so it's really going to affect, you know, the families like that. But away from the agro, for the pharmacy, we've had to hold um, preparations on the branch. Had to hold it, it could have provided employment to about five people. So a young people. business, you're about to expand now. You, you've put that expansion on hold, yes. Okay, which means if you had expanded, you would have employed how many people do you employ? So, we would have employed two pharmacists, two MCs. That's four, four people, yes. So, four people will not have jobs yeah. now because yeah. of the current economic wow. crisis, hmm. okay. Hmm. And then, uh, so your first oh. branch. Four people, you've employed four people. Yeah. Okay. Are you able to pay them use their salaries in time and everything else? So we, we're able to do that, only that we've not really been able to increase the 
payments yet. We've not been able to increase the payments. They're asking their salaries. Their salaries. And I mean, when I'm they come, sure expecting they do. I mean, we have conversations. I get there, and then they're like, "Wow." I mean, they are even seeing the pressure on their shop. They are seeing the pressure on the facility, you know. And then they are worried because some of them go to get a stock themselves, so they bring the stock. And then when they go and then they come, they understand when I say that when I went to the wholesalers today, this is what I was able to get. So we have to, you know, manage the whole thing. One time something very, you know, um, sad happened. A woman entered there with her sick child and then she was supposed to buy a drug. And what she had was not enough to get the drug. She stood and she asked, Intermenia densisia. I mean, and I didn't oh. know what to do because if I was to take it now, it means that it's a pressure that is going to come back on the facility. The facility will not be able to get enough. And it is, it is okay to have drugs there and they have, they are a bit increased than not to have them available at all. That problem should not be created. At least there should, there should be some availability of the drugs that people need for intervention concerns among a few other things. So, so what happened to this woman? They should go? You no, know, we had to consider. You know, and take the yeah. what she had. Yeah. Wow, we have to consider. I um, mean, let, let's come back to the rest. I mean, Vanessa, everybody to talk to me. Vanessa, what what are you doing? To you, you employ three people. Um, yes. Are, yeah. are you cutting anything? Are you making any adjustments? Okay. Um, before I even get there, I think worship. I think I should start paying my tithe to you, so that at least if somebody comes, then the person cannot afford some drugs. You just give it to the person. Worship is my person, so I'll see him back door in regards to this. <laughs> Good. Anyway, so yes, um, for um, initially, I was supposed to make sure I get six bikes by December. That was the plan, to have six bikes by December, get some oboyas, abusokai machos, and the rest, because I wanted to be doing deliveries to outside a car, um, um, I will go the rest, long distance, and all those things. Right now, all those plans I have to halt them. So, so that's very similar to oh, worship. No halt yet. Yeah, <laughs> but that's similar to worship. So, Vanessa, what what you mean is now you employ three people. You you plan to employ three more by December. Yes. But that you've shelved. Yes. Which means three more people would have would yeah. have had jobs. Who so now will be without jobs? Okay. Yes. Yes. So um, right now I have to just hold on a bit to be able to understand how the economy is going to work out at least so that I know how best to move on or what my next plan would be. Because I wouldn't want to go get more bikes. And then right now people don't even want to use delivery services because in their minds it's too expensive. But they all forget that we are all in this country and full prices are crazy. I used to change my oil for 30 CDs. Now I change my oil for 50 CDs every two weeks. Every two okay. weeks. I spend like almost um, 300 and something CDs a week on one bike. You understand? At the end of the day, I have to pay my workers. If something, God forbid, should happen, I have to make sure my workers are okay. Like there are lots of things. There are a lot of things that right now is on my head. And when I wanted to start this delivery service, people were like, hey, female, you're a female, you want to start this delivery service. This is not your kind of job to do. And I said I would do it. So right now, there's nothing I can do. I just have to make sure that I do it and I do it all. But yeah. I'm really praying. You're, you're really at the point of no return on this one. Yeah, you, yes, you're all invested no in this. I mean, yeah, because everything I saved during school, what? the money I use for my bikes are money I saved during school. And then I put everything into this delivery service. I mean, somebody was going to talk to you. I mean, I heard a voice in the background. Who was it? Oh, okay. Oh, yes. And that was Barnabas. Yes, Barnabas, go on. Yes, thank you. You see, for here in Ghana, the only time the economy, a period, a, the economy in a particular period is soft is when the, the period is passed. So today, the economy is hard and tomorrow, today, we'll say today was even better. So, it it gets it keeps getting harder, and then because for at our end because of the kind of business it's a transport you know business and every time we every time we are witnessing fuel increment you know fuel prices are always they increase virtually every day but it is until it has hit maybe a fifty pesos or one city mark that it becomes popular so we know that things keep getting harder. So we are always, you know, strategizing to 
adjust to to the hikes. Well, I mean, t- t- tell me, tell so, me, I mean, this, for your current, for, for your business, how are you adjusting? What are you doing? I mean, you've heard Vanessa's story and worship's uh, strategy. Well, what's yours? What are you doing? Yep, yep, yep. You see, so the one challenge is now with the cars, without cars, for instance, people would come rent cars uh, for for maybe some luxurious activities. And the young guys, they want to go flex. Uh, they want to take it. Uh, they take their people out. But because of the hardship in the country now, now they they are reducing these engagements. Okay, now people don't even come for buses for excursions or trips as they used to do. So now. Our primary client are now the organizations or the big companies, Jumia and, and the like. So what we, we, we are now investing too much in thinking, rethinking, strategizing and re-strategizing just so we, we don't go uh, out of business. I think what, for what we are doing differently, um, it is not really something different. It is what we have been doing in the times past, but we are only amplifying or intensifying it this time that is um now reaching out to some more companies okay and then uh, making known ourselves yeah i mean so i i, I see you doing a bit more. let me bring in a beneza to them what we can do to help yeah, them um sharing with them our track record or experiences mm-hmm. with, with other companies i mean ebenezer you 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 run a photography and videography business how, how are you coping and are you adopting any coping strategies what are these sure in fact, the question you asked Imano was the question you should have even asked me because some people consider that photography and videography is not a necessity. In fact, we can even do away with the photography. We have iPhones, we have this. I think we can take, we can manage them. So they come over, they ask the prices, we tell them, and they will get back to you. In fact, I'm waiting for some of them to get back to me. But uh, we are hoping that uh, things will get <laughs> better. Get back. <laughs> 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 get back. What we usually do is, in fact, what I'm actually doing now is that I'm reducing the effort on labor or the labor aspect. Uh, so if I have a shoot or a wedding or a program where I need about three photographers to help me do the work, I probably go for one person just to assist me. And you realize that we try multi-tax and the work becomes so tedious. We don't get the complete sense of what the work we want to do. So, in fact, uh, one thing we are actually doing is uh, reducing labor. But because if you check, even let me let me come to even our gadget. Sometimes some people argue that you've already bought your camera, you bought your uh, this thing, so you don't need to increase prices. Yours is services, you don't need to increase prices. But in fact, when these cameras get faulty, the the cost of maintenance. When my laptop gets faulty. The cost of me, in fact, my laptop is even 40, it's giving me blue screens. I asked for the price of laptop, and it's now about 15,000 cities just for my work. It's a, it's a special laptop I need for my work. And it's about 15,000 cities now. At first, it was about 9,000 cities. The cameras are now about 45,000 cities, which was previously about uh, t- uh, 25 to 30,000 cities. And this is huge investment. This is, in fact, this is even a, an amount of money that can start another business on its own. But we are just investing it in one camera. So what we are trying to do at our, set, our side is maybe reduce the renting and stuff. So if, instead of me renting camera from maybe a company where they will charge me about uh, maybe 230 cities for one camera, I'll resort to my friends who can give it to me about 50 cities or 100 cities. And, and, and maybe I think that, that that would be better. But the labor is one thing we also... Cutting down, just yeah, to ensure I mean, that cutting labor. Uh, I mean, if, he, if he's sitting here alone, um, uh, from worship labor that he has to cut now with the lack of expansion is four. Vanessa is three. Yours, you say, if you need three, you take two. So around the table alone, we are in the region of eight, eight um, employees who would have had jobs by the end of this year, possibly who won't have jobs anymore because young people who are doing business, can't employ more. Harrison, how are you coping? What are the coping strategies you've adopted for your uh, your restaurant? Uh, everyone, so uh, ironically, I paid for a new restaurant branch. I paid rent in July this year to open a new branch. It's still on hold. We haven't been able to start operations yet. So <clears throat> because the amount of money we need to invest in that, I wanted to buy a 
visa will be now was at twenty eight thousand. It's now thirty two thousand. Just over five weeks, let's say a month and a week. So one we've thought into going into street food where we don't need to invest so much into structure. We produce from one space and then move the food to the small the street joints. We are also moving into doing breakfast so that we don't keep the labor for long. So the people who serve breakfast by 10 a.m., they should be done, and then they can go home. So you don't have to pay the full amount that you need to pay them if you have to keep them for the whole day. We And because we are not opening dining spaces, we don't need to employ a lot more people. So the, the plans we have to employ people, open branches before Christmas, because usually... With time uh, opening to be a month or two before Christmas, then you're able to enjoy traffic within within the Christmas season, and then you can then get referrals after Christmas. So we are also trying to buy some items that we can buy in bulk. So rice, oil, we are trying. We're also trying to use a few local items. When customers come, we encourage them to buy more of the Ghanaian stuff, so the banku, the palava sauce, and all that. There you can always get the zombie and all that, on, but to the vegetable oil and fusing, we are also trying to get people to change their, their, their taste because there's a lot of people have taste of foreign stuff. And we recently also tried coconut oil. We are getting feedback from customers and I hope that all these things tied together will help us. But the truth is our, our profit margins are eroded. We, 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 we say that in, in this industry, our path is almost always better than our present because things don't seem to get any better. And how is that affecting your ability to pay your staff? I mean, what, what I haven't heard all of you say, at least a good news yet, is that nobody's laying off their staff, uh, their workers yet. I mean, but how is it affecting, right. Harrison, your ability to pay your so, staff and pay them on time? For the month of October, today is a fifth or so, we are done paying about... 80% of our staff, the rest should be paid by Monday. We have to divide the payment. Instead of paying everybody at the same time, we pay them in batches. So when sales is good, then you end up paying other people because all the savings you have in the, in the bank, you have to use that in buying stock. Otherwise, before you realize prices shoot up and you have, you lose all your, your profit margins as well. Well, but that, that is remarkable. So you are paying stuff as and when you make sales. Yes. Wow. <laughs> That's a very interesting coping mechanism. Listen, yeah. I, I want to wrap up now very briefly. Um, the, the president, of course, spoke in anticipation, of course, because of all the challenges you've addressed. I, I wanted to quickly go around the, the table and give, give me a quick sense of did you hear anything that, I mean, gave your businesses hope um, that the challenges would be addressed? Very quickly, Worship, let me start with you. Um, when you listen to the president, you run a business, young man, you know, trying to do a lot. Did, did you hear anything that gave you hope? Very briefly, just give me a quick reaction that's from a young man business point of view. Honestly, it was not reassuring for me and for my businesses because a lot of things the president talked about were future things. We're going to reduce debt sustainability by 2028. A lot of things he was talking about were not things that in the interim would help sustain the economy because the pressure on my pharmacy is a result of the, you know, the exchange rate fluctuations, the devaluation of the currency and all that. And I was suspecting that there was going to be a conversation around that where we are going to be looking forward to stabilizing the currency at least because I'm not even more concerned about making profit. I'm concerned about people who need to get help when they're sick. And the woman who came to Exactly. Shop. And so if people come to our retail centers, our retail facilities, and they are not able to get the drug. It's a problem. And the youth is a workforce. If people are not getting medical attention, it means that you're not even going to be able to work. What he talked about, um, the GRE looking forward to increasing, you know, their steps and measures to... Increase revenue. Yes, increase revenue. I mean, the people are sick. How are you going? How are they going to work for you to get internal revenues to run what you want to run? So, for me, it was not reassuring. I was expecting, okay. you know, something around. Okay. Yeah, but. but Vanessa, Hi. what's your reaction to when you had a present? Me, honestly... <laughs> honestly, it wasn't anything, like, nothing was really said that really touched my heart. I, all I was hoping to hear was maybe he would say that the four has gone back to six cities or <laughs> the dollar <laughs> the dollar is going back to seven cities or eight cities. <laughs> all the 
big English. He was saying, <laughs> Charlie, it was, he wasn't really talking about anything as was, uh, um, worship rightly said, anything like now. Oh, or he did say Sikampe the day anyway. <laughs> well, that, that's... <laughs> 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 he didn't really say anything that was going to help me now. All he was saying was things that he's hoping it would help in the years to come. Mm-hmm. You, you understand? So, I honestly, I honestly wish him the best because I know he's getting a lot of backlash and a lot of hitting on his head because of what is going on. People are saying it's, all these things are happening all around the world, so we should try and cope. But we are trying to cope, all right? But. You also want him to help us too small. So, okay. Well, good to hear yeah. from you on this. Harrison, very quickly, did you hear anything to fix the challenges <clears throat> you're facing now with your restaurant, the food, the paying of your staff, etc.? There was, there, was, there was nothing in, in, in the president's address for, for startups. Uh, I mean, even for me in my space, prices are still going up. Fuel prices went up a few days after his speech, and I. I didn't pick anything hopeful from, from the message. I mean, like I said, everything he said was futuristic. And we can only hope that things will get better. I mean, hoping against uh, no plan or strategy from the president himself, I, then it means that we, the smaller business, or that we, the small businesses, have a lot to do. We are on our own. We need to put in strategies for ourselves to go beyond this period. Otherwise, next year, if you don't take care, a number of businesses will probably shut down before they do this. Before things get better. Yeah. Ebenezer? Yes. Um, yeah. With the, what the president said, you know, most of the things where, as my colleagues are saying, were not things of present, this world should go down by this or that, were things of the future. But I believe we should just have hope that uh, they will get better. And, you know, change doesn't occur just in one day or one hour. It takes time. So just... Let's be patient and let's have hope that these things will get better. So, in fact, I, I, I was reassured and I, I think I have hope that things will get better. Okay. Well, at least we have one person. <laughs> uh, listen, gentlemen, thank you very much for joining us. I, you guys inspire me. There's no way I can do what you guys do. Um, Harris saying you run a business, 1115 restaurant. Vanessa, uh, uh, who runs uh, Swoosh Delivery. Barnabas, wow. new best transport services. Emmanuel, the, 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 the bar cocktails. Uh, Ebenezer, who runs a photography and videography business. And Worship, who joins us in the studio. Co-founder of Adani Chemist Limited, CEO of uh, Riafia Kenteng Agro Company. All of you, thank you very much for connecting. And we wish you all the best in spite of the challenging economic times that you find yourself. Next thank time we'll talk you. again, maybe next year. I hope to hear that all you right. guys have thrived. Sure. None of you have collapsed. I hope so. Yes. No, we won't collapse. No, we won't collapse. We won't collapse. Okay. We will survive. I like that. Uh, enjoy the rest of your evening, people. Up next is the Qatari Quest Quiz. And Nathaniel Lato is joining us. We're going to have two semifinals. Yeah. Yeah, two okay. semifinals. Two, two semifinals, semifinals tonight. And uh, on the 11th, is uh, we're going to see who picks up the very big prizes. Well, keeping them under wraps still mm. would reveal them during the week. But it's going to be higher fire tonight. Mm. <laughs> so it's an extended version. Okay. You want to join Nathaniel Atto. Nathaniel T.T. Atto. Uh, with the very latest, he, he knows what I mean by that, and then you know, so yeah, join it um, for that and more here on Joy 99.7 FM. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.